0: Welcome to episode 26 of the Montana Values podcast. In this show, we'll focus on the nutters in the state legislature turning on their own. The cannibalization of the normal Republicans by the anarchist wing of the righty rights. Let's dive right into it with our host, Tammy Fisher.
1: Hi, folks. We thought after our last podcast that we would actually have a couple weeks off for vacation, except for, well, the dum-dums just keep doing stupid things we need to talk about. The latest was a slam against Republican state Senator Steve Daines over the CSKT water compact. Senator Daines, joined by Senator Tester and supported by Congressman Gianforte, convinced President Trump to sign off on the water compact so that it could be approved with the passage of the federal omnibus bill. Now, all of that sounds like bureaucratic gobbledygook, but the basic premise is this the water compact settles all of the water rights in western Montana as between the tribe and Montana. The compact negotiations between the state and the tribe began 10 to 15 years ago and culminated in this settlement agreement. And the risk, of course, was had the state and the tribe not reached an agreement, the state of Montana, and every individual water right owner in western Montana would be left to file litigation against the tribe as the tribe was claiming per a treaty that its water rights were superior to every single water right issued by the state of Montana to non-tribal members. So if you have a water right, like Mickey and I do, your right was at risk without this settlement agreement. And I don't have any money to spend defending my water right in court. Farmers, legitimate farmers, of which I am not, are land rich and money poor. They don't have money laying around to sue the tribe to secure their water right. They needed the settlement agreement, as did I, as did Mickey and her family, because then we're not left paying out of pocket to fight the tribe and water court. It's just a risk that most of us who own water rights are not willing to take. So the treaty here was the Hellgate Treaty. And the treaty was entered into in 1855 between the United States government and the Flathead, the Upper Pendaray and the Kootenai Tribes. In the treaty, the tribes were granted the right to hunt and fish in traditional locations both on and off the present-day Flathead Reservation in exchange for the tribe ceding more than 20 million acres of land to the federal government. And I think the federal government compensated the tribe to the tune of about $130,000 for that, for 20 million acres. And the Montana Free Press explains this very well. Under Montana's modern senior user takes priority water rights system, first in time, first in right, those hunting and fishing rights translate to a time immemorial in-stream water right. Essentially, it's a legal claim to keep enough water flowing in the streams to support fisheries anywhere in the state historically occupied by the tribes. You can't have access to fish if you don't also have the water. So while most of us understand this basic premise, there's still a few nutters who happen to occupy legislative seats who take a tortured interpretation of the treaty and wish to spend your money and mine fighting over the plain language of the treaty versus settling a many years long dispute. And it appears that none of these nutters who are legislators supposed to represent you and I, I don't even know if any of them own a water right. I don't think even one of them owns a water right. So they think they're representing those of us that do own a water right in seeking to spend millions of state dollars and our personal dollars to fight over water rights, risking those rights entirely. I prefer to be able to water my cows and crops, Mickey, I'm sure you prefer to do the same. Precisely. Right. So these nutters, some of who don't even own a stitch of Montana land, let alone a water right, have taken it upon themselves to object to the settling of this matter once and for all. And they object to ending the threat the tribes legitimately have to rescinding all DNRC filed water rights. Nope. These nuts think that they know what is best for us, despite the fact that this water compact was negotiated by both the tribe, the state of Montana and water right holders despite the fact that this water compact was approved by the Montana legislature, despite the fact that this water compact was supported by our entire congressional delegation, which consists of two Republicans and one Democrat, despite the fact that President Trump himself approves of the compact. Nope, these smarties want to upend the will of the state legislature and the people it serves because they themselves interpret the treaty differently. Now, again, not a one of these nutters owns a water right nor has any education on the legal interpretation of contracts, but they somehow know what everybody else doesn't know. The arrogance and the narcissism just drips from these wackadoos. Now, the wackadoos, and their imminent wisdom, these dum-dums that refer to themselves as Republicans, sent a letter of objection to the compact's addition to the omnibus bill and accused Senator Daines of, quote, betraying. Montana for supporting the compact? Well, their definition of betrayal is nowhere to be found in any legitimate dictionary. A senator is supposed to vote for and support the will of the people of his state. The will of the people of the state of Montana is most easily determined by reviewing the vote of the entire Montana legislature because the Montana legislators are supposed to reflect the will of the Montanans they serve. So to the wackadoo righty right, Senator Danes betrayed Montana by supporting a bill that was approved of and supported by the majority of the Montana legislature. That would be, in reality, the absolute antithesis of betrayal. Indeed, if he supports what the Montana legislature approved and what the tribe approved, is he not in fact doing precisely the job he was elected to do? Of course he is. But these rhinos who cloak themselves in the Republican brand continue to prefer anarchy over statesmanship, chaos and financial ruin to not just the state, but to every person who actually holds a water right versus the orderly settlement of disputes. And we are lucky that their massive support continues to shrink. What was once labeled the 38th special is now a measly 17, 17 vocal morons, 17 morons who would rather see Montana embroiled in litigation with an Indian tribe for years to come and at a cost of millions of dollars, and a risk of losing all of the water rights currently held by every farmer, rancher, and city across the state. So the brainchilds behind this written objection, Brad Sheeta and Drew Zinnaker, are known for their immature antics. Brad Sheeta has the intellectual heft of a bag of radishes. So he's really just a pawn in Drew Zinnaker's game.
0: Y'all remember Drew Zinnaker, don't ya? We talked about his involvement in the circus of the PSC in episodes 8 and 18. Yeah, he's the one who bullied everyone
1: over at the Public Service Commission and worked with Randy Panucci to create a laughable circus at the Montana PSC. He's the one who was behind leaking Roger Koopman's PSC emails to right-wing blogs. And he's the one who was locked out of the PSC office and placed on paid administrative leave for the toxic work environment he created at the PSC. And he is also responsible for the PSC now being sued by now former commissioner Roger Koopman, which costs who money? Who's that, folks? That's you and I, Montana taxpayers. So now, in his eminent wisdom and knowing Zinnaker's background, Brad Sheeta, boy, this was brilliant, brings him on the legislative staff to assist the righty rights in their strategic agenda to destroy Montana via anarchy and chaos. And Zinnaker... Now, that guy should be nowhere near the state capitol. He's a menace to Montana and should be summarily excluded from any state government job. And how did this recent antic drummed up by Zinnaker and the pea in 17 go over? Like a lead balloon, as we would predict. These idiots wouldn't know strategy if it sat on their laps and called them daddy. Senator Danes came out and basically said, I did my job and followed the will of the people who elected me, you morons. And he's right. Even Gianforte reiterated that the threat to 72% of the water right holders in Western Montana was real and legitimate. And he reaffirmed that the compact resolution was the right thing for Montanans. He cheered both Danes and President Trump for seeing it through to the end. And then here's the kicker, folks. After the objection letter went out publicly to all of the newspapers via Zinnaker's great relationships with the news, one of the alleged signers, had to come out publicly and disclaim any affiliation with the objection letter authored by Sheeta and Zinnaker. What a flop. She basically said, I didn't authorize my name to be used and I object to their objection. So the Shooter 17 just fell by one more to becoming the Nutterwing 16. Again. These nuts have the audacity to think that they speak for all of us when they don't even have the authority to speak for the 17 folks they say signed their objection letter. The Nutter wing should have the Republican cards revoked for this latest antict.
0: Those wackadoos who don't have a water right, stop telling us who do, how to use ours. And Keith Regeer, your midnight run, submitting a bill to
1: rescind the last vote of the legislature from six years ago that approved the compact, is an enormous waste of time and taxpayer dollars. You can't get your virginity back, Keith. I know you were a teacher, but clearly not one of government. President Trump already signed off on it. He supports it. As water rights holders in this part of the state, Mickey and I cheer resolution of this decade's old dispute. We commend the tribe for seeing this through, despite the racism hurled its way by vocal dummies. And while we think the price tag is definitely too rich for all of the other pork thrown on top of the compact and in the omnibus bill. And President Trump pointed out a lot of that pork, and he's right, the pork has got to go. But independent of that, this compact is the right thing for Montana. It's certainly the right thing for the Montana families that I know, for Montana farmers and ranchers, for the cities and towns that own water rights. And we appreciate the efforts to ensure our water rights remain
0: intact. Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Become a sponsor of the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com, locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Subscribe to the show on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Parlor. Our handle is at MTValues. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.